Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbo's least appreciated work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Breach, Chapter 3.5. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know who the Carmine conspirators are and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. All right, guys, we are excited to announce the Pale Complexions fan art contest. So if you couldn't figure it out, Pale Complexions is a combination of pale in comparison and pale reflections. Woo! So this fan art contest is going to be centered around the otherverse, and our theme is siblings. Woo! Yay! So again, otherverse only. No Byron and Tristan here. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, still draw Byron and Tristan and put it on Reddit, but yeah, because we're not gonna let you. We're win not our gonna contest. You can't get money for it. <laughs> Sorry, not this time. <laughs> this is otherverse. So anything having to do with pale or packed or pace. Yes. Or I'm blank. Pyre? Pyre? Or poke. That's the one I was thinking. I was like, poke, 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 poke. That's right. These things are poke. That's fine. Poke. My goodness. I was like, you have an excuse because you haven't read it. I have. My bad. Pale, packed, or poke. So any of those, totally fine. Anything else that's not other verse? No. Am I Um, allowed to read poke? What is that? Not yet. You're not allowed to. Okay. Maybe we'll do yes. a special. We'll do a special um, later on. Yeah. I also wanted to say that um, if you don't want to submit something to the contest, you can still participate by voting and selecting the winner. Um, our patrons are the ones who get to vote and select uh, the illustrious winner of this glorious prize and renowned acclaim. Um, and so if you would like to help select the winner, you can become a patron um, at patreon.com slash doof media that sounds right um and <laughs> we do a lot um, of prep before these <laughs> but yeah so um please draw please submit submissions are due july 30th and um please vote yes um all the information you need is going to be at doofmedia.com. yes all right yay on to the episode Woo! all right so our chapter summary. It's not chapter summaries this time, guys. It's just a chapter summary. Um, we are, <laughs> Hey, it's going to be fine. Blake has a very cold and unpleasant walk back to the house where he's followed by someone he didn't expect. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Neither did Malia. <laughs> Neither did Malia. <laughs> he and Rose then have another unpleasant surprise when they arrive at the house and they end up having to call the lawyers. So... We'll start with Blake begins the walk back to the Thorburn house when Rose and Dick Swizzle come to the rescue. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Yay! So he starts out with this like boot metaphor where he's like the the warmth is seeping out of my boots and I they've been plucked from unjustly snatched up from where they belonged in the wrong environment. Well, I figured, tried to figure out the fastest, tidiest way of getting rid of them. And then he's like, oh, it's me and Rose. And I was like, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah. are you trying to get rid of Rose? That's mean. 
and I guess she was snatched up for where, where she belonged, maybe, even though she didn't really exist before, from what we understand. And, like, yeah, the life is leeching out of you, and it is being replaced by the cold, but that's not Rose's fault. You keep making dumb fucking choices and lying, and I love you, Blake, and I understand that you have a lot of things stacked against you, but this feels mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It might not just it might not just be like he might not be saying that the the rose is the cold. He might just be saying like here are these healthy rubber boots. Except that they weren't well insulated against the cold, which kind of sucked. But they were fine for other things. But then the stupid practice shit keeps like fucking stuff up. I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, it, it also says He's tired, wrung out, emotionally drained, and it says a lot that he is thinking in crazy abstract metaphors like this. So he's sure. kind of like, yeah, maybe it's not like, you know. Sure. I can't really, t- like, sometimes I'm not good at seeing metaphor in books and stuff. Like, you really have to, like, dig into it. Um, So it's like, okay, like, well, Brothers, like, on the one hand, he's very, very much pointing it out. But then he's also, like, walking it back by being like, oh, but I'm you know delusional or whatever and also bilbo isn't usually like this heavy-handed um i think it's kind of funny because it's it doesn't the metaphor isn't perfect and he doesn't lay it out super clearly and that actually helps me get into his like state of mind better than the metaphor itself Mm -hmm. um but it is like we are spending a lot of time thinking about i mean a significant amount of time at the beginning of this chapter thinking about these boots and i was like this feels important and also confusing and i I, I like it how at the end of the chapter it comes back to the boots again it's a really nice circle but right i feel like you thought more about the boots than i did i'm not gonna a lot about the boots you've always liked boots though i love boots mom wouldn't let me buy boots because we grew up in hawaii and she was like you don't need that you live in hawaii and i like always wanted them and now my cats live in texas Oh. Yeah. So I do well. I do own a pair of cowboy boots, but it's a, a men's size and it, they they crunch down a little bit because my feet are wide, but then they crunch down a little cuz I have such big calves. I have to buy like the extra wide calf everything. So I still I really want like thigh high boots or whatever and I just can't find any. I feel like we're a family of big calves. <laughs> yeah. In I just had people, I mean I, I at least I work out occasionally now and I like I ride my bike and stuff. But before when I did like almost no exercise, I mean, I would walk to class or whatever, but I just had someone one day just be like, oh, wow, like you have such great calves. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, they're just big and they prevent me from wearing boots. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> like, I think they thought that I was like ripped or something. I was like, no, like no, it's just it's just my stupid body. <laughs> <sighs> Hashtag <laughs> relatable. <TMI>. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I think it's I think it's funny that like a lot of our listeners listen you know, listen to our mom every once in a while and so like you kinda get you actually hear our mom and then when I say shit like, Oh mom wouldn't let me wear boots, you like have a better sense of who that person is, but also she's not here to defend herself. It's real it's it's funny. That's true. Well, you know, if we have a lot of people sticking up, for, you know, being like bootgate or something, then we can, you know, bring it up on, on her podcast. Um. Oh, wait. Okay. So this is cheating because I think this was mentioned in Back to Pact. Nope, not Back to Pact. 
Deep Impact. This is mentioned in Deep Impact. Um, I think they were talking about implements and Elliot was kind of like, oh, maybe like boots would be a good implement for Blake. I think he said that. And then I mm. thought about how we made the joke about grandma's shoe implements or like high heel shoes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, that would be a good thing for Blake. Like, like movement and action and like keeping warm and like all these things. And now he's like freaking out about these boots, like boots. Like if it is boots, it doesn't count. Like I didn't get the credit. I can't, I can't take credit, but I like mm. it. What would be your second choice for an implement for Blake if Fuck. if it's not boots? Um. Well, like it feels like it won't be keys because he did the key thing. Mm-hmm. He he explicitly was like not a paintbrush. Um. It won't be a bag because he doesn't keep things hidden. Although a bag seems like a. Can you make? Oh my god. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> can you make? your bag and implement and a domain like can you get a bag that's like a bag of holding where it's just like it's real real big but it's like mary poppins bag you know mary poppins bag like i don't see this for blake but like that'd be fucking cool i mean Um, that'd be pretty cool i'm not gonna lie um talk about a mobile home i'm sorry guys (laughs) i can't help it whatever Uh, well i can domains be portal like that? Porta portable. Port. I mean, portable. Because the whole thing is like this space is claimed from the universe forever. This is so interesting. I feel like did they talk about like um like vehicles or something? Like a possible domain. I'm trying to remember in any of the texts. I don't think so, but I don't remember. You know what? I mean. I feel like if you can have a mobile home or you can have an RV, you know? Yeah. It just seems like that's a thing. Right. That'd be awesome. You know? I mean, you can tell us if we're wrong, but <laughs> I feel like it's seems like it could be a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. We, we probably should get back to the actual chapter. Yes. But yeah, they, so this, this whole boot metaphor also sets up, like, how fucking cold Blake is and how much he's like, oh, fuck, I'm, like, screwed. I don't have any clothes really like i you know i don't have any warm clothes i'm running alone i'm gonna freeze and then the the tension really ramps up because it's like there's another and it's standing there oh my god and then it's fucking dick's whistle and it's just so great (laughs) and it's like Mm -hmm. rose was so thoughtful and i mean like maybe if you're in the north or whatever or like you know you're in this environment you understand that the cold is really like dangerous and bad and things but this just struck me as like Like, very Yeah, very thoughtful, very aware, very, um, like, wonderful of her. And, like, really does appreciate it, which is great. But, like, she, like, takes note of all the things that he's missing and, like, remembers to grab. And, like, part of it, again, is, like, everything with Rose and Blake is tainted by the fact that she relies on him to survive. Like, his survival is her survival and stuff. But, I don't know, she just, like gets all this stuff and she gets like the hatchet and like all these things which are it's very great that she ended up getting that much stuff from the house turns out thank freaking goodness yeah and yeah it was just a great turnaround of like oh thank god it's rose and dick's whistle (laughs) like how like how far behind do you think like or how close do you think dick's whistle was to getting caught in that whole like time thing (laughs) 
fuck. Um, yeah, because uh, what do you think? Like, I would expect like thirty minutes passed quick. between Blake leaving and and I mean, and them getting back to the house. Well, because I would expect it would have to be before Andy even showed up, right? I mean, I guess what? they could have been in the middle oh, of the ritual, they, but the ritual seemed like it was happening fairly quickly. Um, so he mm-hmm. could have been like, "Hey, Andy, we're about to do this thing. Go do this." Yeah. Um, true. But yeah, no, that's a good point that he had to tell Andy to go watch him. Hmm. Yeah, I bet Dix was a little... Well, my question is like, so he can kind of teleport, right? Dix was like, yeah, like he definitely he can he can like jump into the whistle or whatever, but then he also hmm. got from that house to Killclade <laughs> house and then like back to Blake. Um, You think it was teleportation or um, more like the Warrens or like uh, see that makes a lot more sense based on what I understand. <laughs> Rose didn't mention. Oh, we went through some fucking tunnels. I don't know. I hadn't thought about this very. Well, I mean, hard. she might not have really. At least. Oh right, because she wouldn't have been in the mirror still. Yeah. Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, glad he didn't get caught. Like this chapter, it's like, oh wow, Blake, this sucks. But on the other hand, like things work out weirdly well for him in this chapter. <laughs> like all things considered. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, just the before we move on from Dick Swizzle, Rose explaining her interactions with Dick Swizzle is like super hilarious. She's just like, no, mm-hmm. Dick Swizzle, blah 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 blah, and it's just like, it's almost funnier than like really seeing it, just hearing her like reenact it. <laughs> And I, it reminds me of how people say that, like, goblins are like toddlers. And I was wondering, Jenny, like, do you agree based on your experience as the mother of a toddler? Because <laughs> Miko's not, like, constantly shoving things up his nose and whatever. But no, but, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to that. Um, I mean, he's not he's not as disgusting as a goblin. He's still pretty disgusting. He's a lot <laughs> cuter than a goblin that's for damn sure um (laughs) but like (laughs) yeah like one thing that you know about like a lot of people will say about toddlers is they're constantly trying to kill themselves and that's (laughs) like your job as a parent to stop them from hurting or killing themselves and that's i mean (laughs) goblins pretty much like they just i mean they're not going quite as far as killing themselves but they stick all sorts of crazy stuff and they're like i don't know they like put it's it's like just because they have more protection like they can survive a lot more like it's yeah. the reason that they don't just fucking die constantly <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah miko uh he likes adrenaline <laughs> which is not a great combo for a toddler you know um so he's constantly trying to jump off of really tall things um fortunately most at least as of now it's been with like me or like my husband's help in terms of like okay you have to hold on to us but there's been a few times where like he like doesn't wait for us to actually hold his hand and he just Uh, jumps and it's like uh, "Ah." um yeah i'm really selling (laughs) our parenting skills right now um but this is more yeah i don't tend to do this quite as much um but it does make him happy but yeah basically goblins um, are like really ugly, like uh, foul-mouthed toddlers. It's adorable. It's pretty, pretty accurate, I'd say. 
so thank goodness that like toddlers don't look like goblins. I mean, there's a reason they're mm-hmm. cute, you know, because mm-hmm. they drive you fucking crazy. <laughs> it's a survival thing, right? Babies and toddlers and stuff. They right. have to be cute so that you don't want to murder them. Right. And sometimes you still want to murder them, but you don't, you know, because you're, you know, you're hopefully not an insane person. Um, it's a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Toddlers uh, in comparison, our next podcast. <laughs> what supernatural creature is your child like? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Anyway. Very, okay, so Blake's karma is something that's really interesting throughout this chapter. I don't know if I should just... I'll just... Yeah, we'll just get into it because y'all read this chapter. So we're going to do this a little out of order. But I feel like... Like, the last thing was he left and was like, okay, Dick Swizzle, destroy all this shit. And Rose comes back and it's like, okay, she, you know, she told him to do it. They did it. But he, she was like, you know, Leanne didn't do anything to you. Like, are you sure that was okay? And it like, like the mom, whose name I don't know or remember, um, was like, yeah, come into my house. You know, like she, it seems like there was some hospitality, something there. Like, it wasn't like here are these food and drinks or whatever but it was still like you know you can stay in my home um yeah and then to turn around and like destroy her property i mean like he explicitly was like don't hurt anyone you know but that's still and i i I find it interesting that i mean leanne is probably the more sympathetic character so i wonder if that's kind of why rose slash wildbow goes back and is like oh you know she didn't do anything but it feels wrong yeah but it to me it feels equally wrong to leanne and the mom although i guess the mom did participate in the thing to whatever whatever i don't know um but this makes it me feel like oh they should have fucked with blake's karma but he doesn't get trapped in the time vortex like andy showing up and physically saying like hello blake i am here to watch you lol prevented blake from just kind of walking to his house like you know like he he doesn't get trapped um it's not a great situation but it feels like it could have been a lot worse and like similarly if he hadn't been out at the party like if he hadn't like instinctively decided to go see maggie and then go see laird and whatever which seems like his karma should have already been somewhat affected because he said he was going to eat and then he didn't like it's just it's this weird and like it feels ridiculous to say like oh like prevented you from going to the one place on earth where you could actually be safe but you like have better karma than you should but it feels like he has better karma than he should <sighs> I don't know I mean yeah but he has really shit karma right mm-hmm. so maybe this is just like a drop in the bucket you know maybe it's just like i mean yeah it's bad but like it doesn't even matter it doesn't really affect it that much because it's not like he summoned a demon you know <laughs> sure he violated hospitality but oh whoop de doo who fucking cares yeah who cares still sh- still shit you know mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean maybe he's kind of does have a little i don't know maybe his instincts are right about what he was saying to kind of justify it um, as well. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like even if it is negative, which I would not shock me if it is negative, Mm -hmm. um, I just don't see it being 
much in comparison to like all the other shit that is piled on this family, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, Blake. So if Blake was a character in Game of Thrones, I know what house he would belong to. <laughs> okay. That's Blake an interesting start. Such a fucking Lannister. Um, <laughs> every time he's hmm. like, I hate having debts. Like, I always pay my debts. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, uh, okay, calm down. Like, calm down, Tyrion. Like, I just, like, a Lannister always pays his debts is, like, big, big, like, energy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, which is funny because it's not actually the slogan of their house, but it's a better slogan than their actual slogan. So, what's their actual slogan? Hear me roar. Blake the Lannister hear me roar <laughs> I mean I well, feel like that kind of fits some too though but yeah well it's the only um, one of the major houses whose slogan is um, singular and not plural from what I remember like Baratheon it's like ours is the th- fury and like we do not sow and whatever but Lannister's is like no fuck fuck the other members of my family like this is about me <laughs> nice. um which isn't really Blake's feet, but no. Funny. Anyway, that was funny though. <laughs> he just—he's really obsessed with the whole debt thing, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Like, it's—it's it's somewhat admirable, but I also feel like he—he he refuses generosity in a way. Like, I think that he interprets a lot of things as, "Oh, now I—I I owe you something, and now I have a debt to you." That I was just like, "Oh, that like." Like dry the woman who drove him to the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I, I would see that as just like you know maybe try offer you know pay gas money whatever. But yeah. that just seems like a a nice thing that someone is allowed to do, and you don't owe them anything. I feel like I get it though for especially for him, mm-hmm. just because like he was homeless for mm-hmm. quite a while, right? So anything that he got, um. I mean, a lot of the things that he got in terms of food and things were probably just based on, like, the goodwill of someone, right? So mm-hmm. that's hard because that takes away a lot of, um, at least from what I've heard, I can imagine this, like, taking away a lot of, um, I mean, it takes a lot of humility to just, like, um, it kind of takes away a lot of your pride because um, mm-hmm. you're always having to depend on someone. So I can imagine after he's, you know finally able to get out of being homeless and get an apartment which mm-hmm. he still needed to like get help for that but mm-hmm. he's probably like no like i you know to, like to get his pride back and get everything like i need to you know make sure i'm doing this um myself a lot you know like not just feeding off of um other people i feel like i've heard that from other accounts of people who have been homeless. I don't think I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Um, yeah. But it makes sense. No, that does I, make a lot of sense. Yeah. That's um, what I would assume. And I would think that that'd be a hard thing to let go of. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, and it it works really well as like, you know, this is the person who is trying to repay this like massive karmic debt. And like, it sucks that it's, it seems like as of now, he it will be literally impossible for him to pay off all the debt that he quote unquote owes. Um, mm. But it seems like this is a good person to have this like drive in your, in this position or whatever. Like if your grandma rose, you'd want 
them to be very motivated. And I think I think you are really right about that, though. That's really interesting because I just think like, like I feel like with my friends in undergrad, um, you know, sometimes somebody would pay for someone's meal or like whatever, and it wasn't like a huge deal, you know, like it mm-hmm. would just you would you know do it the next time, and you wouldn't keep like obsessive track over it because it just felt uh like nicer who- and less yeah. like oh god am i okay are we okay what's going on but that is like a very privileged position to know that like you know i will have enough money next time and this mm-hmm. wasn't super horrible for my friend um yeah and i'm actually like yeah now like very impressed and i don't know why i didn't get this whole debt thing as much earlier <laughs> i really want to know more specifics about his backstory yeah um, yeah i mean I don't know about how much you've gotten to speak with homeless people or like um, people who've been previously homeless or whatever, but part of like um, when I was in nursing school, um, kind of a slightly weird segue in in a way, (laughs) but um, I actually had to, I I ended up talking with a lot of homeless people um, partially because on Oahu, a good amount of um, the people who are homeless unfortunately need psychiatric help and so a lot of Mm -hmm. um, when i was doing my psych rotation a lot of homeless people would be going into our facility and it was a really crap situation because most of them after they would be in there for like a week they'd just go back to the street Mm -hmm. because they didn't have anywhere else like there there's at the time and i think it's still the case unfortunately there's not really um anywhere for you to go Mm -hmm. um I mean, like, just because you're hospitalized for a psychiatric issue doesn't mean, like, you're... I mean, you just might be going through a really hard time. Um, right. You, it might be... It could be for anything. Like, right. for depression, for... yeah. I mean, generally, if you're hospitalized, it's for um, something a little bit more serious, like um, suicidal ideation or um, possibly homicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I mean, yeah, a lot of these people just, like they're just people having a hard time. Um, so, but it was interesting just getting to talk to some people about this would come up occasionally, you know, Mm -hmm. try not to dwell on that necessarily if they didn't want to, but I need to take care of other people as well. It wasn't just, well, I don't want to say like all my homeless interactions were from uh, with patients were and and the psychiatric unit because that's Mm -hmm. not true. Um, I talked to other people like in med surge and different things. Um, but I think I told this is also really random. You can cut this if it's not interesting. But I remember I followed a wound care nurse around. Um, yeah. And uh, like for, yeah, for like one of my clinical days, I followed a wound care nurse around on Oahu. Um, and one of the patients she had was homeless and had this really, really bad um, foot ulcer, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's like a non healing. Um, it just was really bad. Cause I mean, if you think about it, like if you're you're laying on the cement, like most of the time, right? You know, like how are you supposed to get in a position, especially if you don't have good mobility, um, like where you're not getting. I mean, if you have, especially if, a, if you have a wound like that, like it's almost impossible to have it heal because <laughs> it's not right. like you can put your feet up. Um, <laughs> and it was pretty infected and everything. Um, the one of the things that she got um, prescribed for him um, was manuka honey, or manuka honey. Because honey, if you get hospital grade honey, is antimicrobial, and you can actually put that on wounds, huh? And it's cheaper um, than getting like 
some of the other antibiotic ointments. So that's what she got for this patient, at least. Um, Yes. And again, doesn't really help with like anything else after the fact, unfortunately, after they leave, because you're getting the same position. Right. Laying on the cement and, you know, but at least that's helps with infection a little bit. So kind of a random tangent there. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. And like, thoughtful and sad yeah it's very there's a lot of we could be doing a lot better um (laughs) in our country i think um for helping homeless um i mean it's like a very multifaceted issue because you know there are there are shelters and things they have a lot of rules so a lot of people sometimes people just don't want to stay in the shelter because then a lot of times they're like oh you can't have any alcohol or like you have a curfew Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like i'm an adult i want to (laughs) do what i want so some people find it more valuable to just not be in the shelter um, and at least they get to have some more freedom but there's also not necessarily enough room for people who do need it as well so it's not a it just it just kind of sucks i feel like we could be doing a lot better as a country but it's not an easy solution, though. But it's like we got to put time in. Yeah. All right. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> no, it was good. It makes me. I hope we get. Yeah, more details about Blake. Um, maybe we can think more about this because I think it is really interesting. Yeah. So I know, like, or I know when I was in school before I went to nursing school, like I I had, had um, there's at least one person I can think of who um, did a lot of couch surfing. Um. Hmm. But basically couldn't afford rent. So um, he slept in his car and he would sleep at other people's houses. Um, mm-hmm. But he was still paying to go to school. Um, wow. So it was not an easy no. thing, to say the least. Uh, that's hard. Okay, start yeah. talking because I keep ranting about random <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so they were thinking about what the ritual thing was. And they were thinking about how chronomancers can bank time. Um, mm. which sounds really interesting, but like I would hate this. Like, like the exchange rate of like you have to give up a whole hour to have one minute. I was just like, this is a nightmare. Like I don't have enough time. And like, it seems like the nice thing about chronomancy would be, you know, being able to save and manipulate time, but you're mm-hmm. not really saving time. Um, because it was like, oh, you could do that while you're sleeping, but then you just like effectively. I believe, like, wouldn't actually sleep for as long, you know? And, like, that's not worth it. And, like, it's just, ugh. Um, And I was wondering, like, is this time vortex thing a result of having banked a lot of time, or is it something else? Uh, It's kind of random, and I'm pretty sure this is just because you use the term banking time, but this would be super useful for a bank heist. Oh... That's right. Yeah. Think how much easier Ocean's Eleven would have had it, <laughs> right? Just been just froze time for like just a few minutes. Everyone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would have been a more boring movie, but yeah, that would have been a really boring movie. <laughs> like, okay, guys, how much time you want to give up today? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, for that much money, it might be worth giving up. Oh, it would so Chunks. be worth, yeah, I mean, depending on the amount of time, but, like, yeah. you, I'm sure you could deal with, like, even, at, like, five minutes or at the right time, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, you could, it, it could, it'd be good. And then the last thing is they're, you know, 
freaking out. And Blake says, oh, you're right. Rose, you know, like Rose is like, oh, you need more power. And he's like, yeah, definitely. And they start talking about a familiar because he's like, oh, if I'm so drained of myself, maybe it'd be good to do a weaker familiar who wouldn't take over me as much. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you're good at glamour, maybe a fairy. And it's like, no. Blake would not get along with the fairy and it'd be a nightmare and it'd be awful. Um, Yeah. So that'd be really bad. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm too weak. And then, but it's like, why does Rose never fucking come up as a possibility? They're literally like, oh, we need another bull. And then like, it just like, I'm like, okay, somebody mentioned it. Somebody throw, somebody shoot this down. Somebody say something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're thinking like, if he needs more power, she wouldn't be a good one to go for. I guess. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for like the epiphany <clears throat> where he's like, of course, it's you. Let's do it. I mean, like, I'm just waiting for them to be like, oh, this would obviously be dumb or let's do it. Like, I just, I need one or the other. Yeah. I don't get it. But yeah, All so right. they're talking about the familiar and then <laughs> and then <laughs> Andy makes his presence known. Woo! And Blake <laughs> attempts to appeal to his humanity. Lol. Lol. Um, I did not expect this even a little bit. This was very surprising. And it was just funny because it was like, I, like they have the other, you know, that Blake sees and he's like, oh, fuck, who is that? What's going on? And it's like, oh, it's Jigswizzle. And then Andy is just literally like, hey, don't pick a fairy as you're familiar like he doesn't like it's like there's no like oh god what's going on it's literally just like ah, oh, what the fuck like it's like <laughs> i don't know it was funny <laughs> but also i don't i feel like i really like andy except for one thing that he does he's really intriguing and he's really like a broken person which is really depressing but it's like very efficiently while both establishes like andy and blake have a lot in common like they both feel it very indebted to people for reasons and can't escape from these situations they're in and Andy's just like yeah I'm gonna feel like shit if I have to kill you and I'm gonna remember all these things but like I'm still gonna do it Mm -hmm. um and I just really liked him but also I just like didn't know what to expect and I never Mm -hmm. really thought about this kid and it was kind of like oh cool yeah person yeah he's kind of interesting yeah i was curious as to like how he would kill blake because like it's like oh the knives and the guns like that's ava but like i'm gonna take point i mean okay the other thing is like nothing he's saying like i'm very used to parsing people's words in this story but this is a person Mm -hmm. who like knows about the practice but also can lie right so it's just like parsing andy's words doesn't do much because like Maybe he wouldn't take point and maybe he would just shoot him in the face and maybe he won't care about any of this crap. And like, I think that that's not as interesting of a story. And I don't think Wild Bo's doing that. But mm-hmm. it is like, I find myself being like, oh, God, like, is he going to take point? And then being like, oh, it doesn't matter if he doesn't. Like, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, why would he take point if he doesn't fight physically? Like, I guess the assumption is that Blake will use a demon and Andy is good with the like, the ghosts and shit and 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 something i don't i just i don't get it hmm yeah Um, we don't get a lot of information about that right here no 
Um, we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. One thing that's sort of funny is Blake gets mad and he's like, people keep thinking that I suck. And he's like, Blake the fool, the unsturdy rock. And then I was like, haha, what if he picks a rock as his implement? Like, well, that'd be funny. That'd be kind of hilarious, especially <laughs> I was like, you have, the, well, I guess he can't get to the implement text now, but. <laughs> but presumably, maybe he saw the like, literally don't do this. This is stupid. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, Andy does say you can be an idiot and a threat at the same time, which is a good point. Super true. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I also liked, um, or I think he says this later, but like Andy said a lot of things that were really uh, good. And I, I really liked the point that he makes where like, if the hero in the story like foils the villain's plan, it's not just like over like the villain, like, in, you know, in real life, people just like fucking try again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I expected Laird to try again, but with Blake, it was kind of like, oh no, he'll have to like regather his forces or whatever. And it's like, no, just like, you know, in 15 minutes, he's just going to go back and finish this. <laughs> like it's, it's very practical and also really, um, like this interesting sense of reality and subversion, which is very on point for Wild Bo, but also interesting in a story about patterns and dramatism and different things to have mm-hmm. like, no, nah, he just went back and did it. Like, and he's like, ah, I can keep talking if it helps. And he's like, kind of gives them some tips about like, or just like tells them like, um, for fairy, <laughs> you can't get one unless you're a member of the Duchamp family, but you could get an mm. F-A-I-R-Y, but then that'd be an idiotic thing to do. And then Blake's like, you're helping me? And he's like, well, it's more for me because I don't want to kill someone <laughs> with a fairy. <laughs> Familiar. It's like it'd be the equivalent of murdering the mentally handicapped, and then that's just goes into what you were saying about the fool and stuff, which is pretty funny, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, I mean, it's funny. Like, I love that fairy and fairy exists in this universe, and I love that one is super like conniving and manipulative and whatever, and the other one are just like dumb and flighty, and it's really funny. Like, um, yeah, that's pretty funny. It's like taking. It seems like taking like cherry pop as you're familiar, but like a fairy is like mm-hmm. kind of seems like how they're described. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> Poor cherry pop. I know. I love her. I do good, too. Good girl. Good chapter. Yeah. We just, the most recent one <laughs> was <laughs> in Pale was the cherry pop interlude, just so you guys know. Good. So that was pretty good. And whoever um, was like, Cherry Pop's stubbornness is going to break this curse. I was like, this is so good. Like, that person was totally right. <laughs> they were so right. I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that comment, whoever that was. And, yep, they were totally right. <laughs> um, anyway, next part, um, Rose makes Andy an interesting offer. Yeah, I, um, I really love Rose. Sometimes I forget that I love her. Um, but I really <laughs> loved this moment when Andy calls her, like, manipulative and he's like i've been manipulated by people who are better at it than you it made me think of back in arc one i think when blake is and rose are talking about something and she's like stop manipulating me like i know what you're doing like i think there's a good chance that rose is trying to manipulate him here but i also think that it is coming from a good place um one of the complicated things about rose is like it's like with the clothes and everything like I think that her bringing all those clothes to Blake was like loving and compassionate and good, but also she Mm -hmm. has to, to survive. And like, similarly, I think that her reaching out to Andy and being like, Hey, this, 
if you ever want to talk, like I won't sugarcoat things or whatever, but literally you can talk to me, um, is both coming from a good place and an attempt at manipulation and survival. Um, oh, for sure. And it's interesting. I mean, I think that Andy's going to, well, I don't know. God, I can see this going in so many ways. Like, I think Andy's going to be like a goodish character in the story. Um, not necessarily like a full on ally, but he seems to do a lot of things in this chapter to give Blake and Rose a break that he didn't necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really see him taking Rose up on this deal, but maybe he will. I think I would like that. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting. <clears throat> interesting interlude. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited <laughs> for an Andy backstory. Um, but yeah, I the, the moment the moment though that I was like, "Hey, fuck you," was when he calls Rose Blake's pet. I was mm-hmm. like, "No, like, absolutely not. Like, fuck off." Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're right, but I feel like, especially to witch hunters, um, others aren't people. Others aren't people. That's yeah. so shitty. And she's like, she's not because I mean. It, at the beginning, we saw, like, Rose were like, oh, it's obvious she's, like, the female version of Blake. But, like, to him, she's like, oh, she's just a vestige. That's just there. I guess. I don't know. I was, I'm not that saying made me it's, mad. like, a good thing. But, yeah. yeah. I also, one thing in my notes that I put is she's given off, like, big Katara energy again. Like, this is, like, big, like, mom energy and like a little bit of condescension thrown in like i think like out of the main characters in avatar i am a katara but she has a lot of characteristics that i don't like about myself but also a lot Mm. of ones that i do and it was Mm. just like she's just like you know andy you can talk to me like it just felt very like katara momming and kind of pissing the other person off and like kind of being Hmm. right but also in a condescending way (laughs) just out of curiosity like who do you see me as an as an avatar character? If 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 there's anyone, just wondering if you thought about this for people. No, I've really just thought about it for myself because it's like, Fair oh, enough. here's the you know which tribe are you or whatever, and I just like it's a lot of things about Katara remind me of myself. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe a mix of like Katara and Toph. Um, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, you're not think- really. You're not a Zuko. Uh, you're more fun. <laughs> but not you're quite not, as like... You're not a Sokka. You're not like... I don't know. Hey, everybody! Like, <laughs> you're not... Tri- you don't... You don't trip over things. But you I do mean, I do now. Somewhat of a... <laughs> but pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> That's my excuse, at least. I'm like, clumsy. But yeah, like, I mean, I think you have a lot of like momish, caring Katara-ness and then you also have a little bit of like Toph can have somewhat of a temper and she can be, be like she's like stubborn. Yeah, that's you fair. Are stubborn. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Alright, I think that's, I'm not mad at that. I think that's pretty <laughs> accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. That could be our other question. <laughs> That's true. People would be like, why? Why? Like, this is not what this podcast is based on. Well, you know what? It's our podcast, so we do what we want. <laughs> anyway. All right. So 
basically they <clears throat> get to the house um, and realize that Laird went through with the ritual. Yeah. <laughs> this was just a whole series or a whole chapter of like, wow, I didn't expect that. Like one after the other after the other. It's like Andy shows up and then the ritual is finished and then they leave Jacob's Bell. Um, and then also this is the last like main chapter of this arc. Like none of these things were things I expected and I'm very thrown in a fun and exciting way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, I like I think Andy was like sending Andy after Blake was really good, right? Because if Andy hadn't gone up and been like, hey, bro, lol, I'm gonna stare at you. I think Blake would have just walked up to the house without realizing what had happened. Um, yeah. Because it was Andy like standing there staring at him that made him be like, oh, wait, what the fuck's going on? And I'm curious as to whether because Andy said some stuff at the end that confused me a bit about like because I was sort of thinking maybe Laird wanted Andy to stay hidden and like watch Blake get trapped or whatever. But he's like, oh, he wanted me to like see your face when you realized. Um, And I feel like Laird's smart enough to have been like, hey, don't let him see you or whatever, if that's what he wanted. But maybe he was being all like mafia bravoso or whatever and just was like, yeah, go watch him without being like, and don't fucking talk to him. And like, <laughs> um, because I think that if Andy hadn't done this, Blake would have walked up to the house and, you know, come out six months later and the story would be over or whatever. Um, True. Did it seem like that to you that Andy was like kind of subverting what Laird wanted or was I reading that wrong? Because the the end where he's kind of like talking about Laird and how he's like, oh, and he wanted me to tell you that you that he's going to lay off or something. That was all mm-hmm. kind of confusing to me. But I mean, that sounded like Laird was like, go talk to him. I don't know. I feel like it could go either way. Um, yeah. I mean, someone hand like could tell like if Andy didn't want to be found i mean he could tell like blake only noticed him because he spoke up and he didn't sense any connection or anything right Right. so like he could have been super stinky if he wanted to but he didn't um so yeah i don't know like could be but that's exactly what we're laird wanted and he's like being a good lackey guy um or it could be like all right i'm gonna literally follow what you said and you didn't (laughs) specify all this other stuff so fuck your face I don't know. I'm kind of at this point. I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah, but could be either way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was also confused where Rose, like Blake, turns his side off and just sees the coin on the ground. You know, and Rose doesn't seem to see. Like, I guess if it's a, we've established that she doesn't have the sight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, like, did she just could she not see because she was behind him or because? She doesn't have the sight. Slash, like, others have sight, I thought. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I I honestly kind of read this as that she was in the mirror and just didn't have a good viewpoint. But mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. You could be right. Yeah, I'm yeah, I just wasn't sure. Because we've established that she doesn't have the sight, and he did he turns the sight off and sees the coin on the ground and yeah, stuff. True. But I just wasn't, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but the last thing in this chapter that really endeared me to Andy and Blake, because Blake's great, was that Blake gives the boots back. Um, 
but he's like, hey, Andy, will you do me a favor? And Andy's like, ugh. And then he's like, hey, give these boots back. And he's just like, yeah, okay. Like, I like that Andy was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I also yeah, like that Blake nice. thought about it. And I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, he thinks about how much he wants to get rid of the boots in the first part of this chapter. And then he manages to at the end. But also it was mm-hmm. like a, then he's standing there in the fucking freezing cold without shoes on. I mean, I guess he, you know, yeah. got shoes pretty quickly, but presumably. Yeah. Presumably. Probably. Probably. It's true. But yeah, so Blake basically had that intuition that showed that, like, he was like, something's not right. Then mm-hmm. he's like, listen, Rose. And she's like, I can't tell if it's you or if <laughs> there actually is something wrong. But yeah, it doesn't feel right. Um, so good job, Blake. Yeah, but his intuition, man. It's a great... That high priestess, it's coming. It comes in handy. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sh- for show, for show. Yeah, I was curious as to which lawyer this is. Um, it, maybe it's not the the named partners. Maybe it's just somebody else. But I'm like, it's- who the fuck is Mister Beasley? Will we ever meet him? And also, like, he didn't even think like, oh, I don't know who this is. Like, he just like doesn't f- give a fuck about these lawyers, which is kind of funny. But also, I wanted him to be like, it was this guy, or like, it wasn't any of these people but he's like nope mm-hmm. just get me to toronto which was so exciting and so like okay i don't know um i'm excited i'm nervous for joel i wonder if he has joel's keys i'm kind of hoping we just i mean so i guess like my first like little mini prediction or whatever before we get to my like big one or whatever is i feel like we're gonna have a time skip like i don't this story seems very centered on jacob's spell and i mm-hmm. i feel like I can't really imagine us like just going back to Toronto for an extended period of time and like existing there in the story. Like I can see them going back for a while. Okay. Um, and I guess like they're fucked and there's a price in all their heads and like, I don't know. So maybe we will be there for a while. I want, I'm, I'm excited to see like Lord of Toronto interaction and shit, but mm-hmm. are you kind of hoping that there's not a time skip, but do you think there's going to be one? Or- no, I'm, God, I don't know. Well, <laughs> now that I'm saying this out loud, it's like the council meetings in a month. I don't know if they're allowed to be like, hey, we're going to execute him if he's not even there. Um, but he needs to do that. He also is like, oh, you need to get a familiar or, you know, you need to do one of these big rituals. Because um, mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking, oh, this would be a good time to like, you know, skip some time, let them recuperate a bit and then come back with like a plan. But it and that would be a way of letting Blake take a break without really letting the reader. I don't know. True. Maybe he won't ever make it. I don't know. He's going to make it to Toronto because the demon lawyers are going to like let him do it. Yeah. I don't know. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, all anyway. right. So since you gave the little prediction, we'll just go to the big prediction. What is your bold and specific prediction for this week? Okay. Um, My prediction is because I was thinking about I was thinking about Blake and the debt and how obsessed he is with it and about how like this would be a useful quality in an heir for Grandma Rose and then I was thinking oh I wonder if she knew about this like I wonder if she had someone watching him in Toronto when she was trying to figure out like who her heirs would be or whatever because it seems a little dumb to base all of your choices off of like a five minute conversation mm. Um. so my prediction is that there was some sort of person connected to this world. So either a practitioner or an other, probably an other um, 
watching him in Toronto on mm-hmm. Grandma Rose's behalf, and that if we experience Toronto, we will meet that person uh, and hopefully learn some more about Grandma Rose. All right. Interesting. I yes. like it. We will have to see. <laughs> I think a good thing to compare um just because it is focusing a lot in this chapter is basically the witch hunter aspect right Mm -hmm. so we see blake or we see blake talking to to andy Mm -hmm. um so how i guess we can we could do this a couple ways we could either like do how our protagonists like interactions with the witch hunter compares (laughs) the interactions with the other witch hunter or just i mean we might want to do that because we don't know much about their backstory i guess right so it's kind of hard to talk about like comparison of the actual people themselves in depth sure so let's compare these interactions that we've seen (laughs) well they're a lot different yes i mean so like yeah so the three that i'm thinking of right are ava andy and raf right and so Mm -hmm. ava we haven't seen much of she just seems like she's really excited to murder people um Mm -hmm. which matches a little bit more with Raphael because he is very violent and he doesn't seem to have any compunction about murdering children or anyone else um because Mm -hmm. he's been like so scarred by what happened to him um Ava possibly probably has some sort of like dark twisted something going on as well that made her want to murder everyone um, I kind of feel like that that's a prerequisite as a witch hunter, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, whereas, like, Andy doesn't want to and doesn't like doing this and hates this, but feels, like, um, compelled, I guess. Like, he he feels like he has to, right? Um, but then, so, and so Raphael feels more like Andy to me in, like, demeanor. I guess I am just like comparing them as characters. Um, but it's kind of like Raphael is kind of this in his interactions with practitioners that we've seen was more of a cross between them, kind of like he was a very determined um, killing machine like Ava, but didn't have any of the fun joy part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Andy seems to be very skilled based on what we know and very knowledgeable and very intelligent um and it seems like i mean and raf with like the bells and all of it and like figuring out that sig was sentient and all of these things like he can tell and he's very intelligent whereas i think ava would like more like rush into a situation um mm-hmm. but i mean like the trying to shoot 13 year olds versus going up and being like hey man don't get a fairy like that's different <laughs> I don't know how to compare those two interactions. <laughs> yeah, that's very different. <sighs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for comparing those. <laughs> no yeah, problem. I know it's like it's like, huh? How do I compare these? <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, it's just Malia again. Jen's having a travel day, so she's back on her way to Texas. So in the meantime, I'm going to go over the discussion question answers for last week before we dive into the one for this coming week. Yes. So as a reminder, our discussion question last week was, if you could use glamour to transform into something for one hour, what would you change into and why? Macy1 says, 
something super abstract and inhuman, like waves on the beach. And I just got to say, like, I love that vibe. Like, that sounds awesome. Um, Mr. Catfish says that they would like to turn into themselves three years into an exercise routine to see if it's worth the effort. Um, And if it is, that would give them the motivation to go through with it. Fleet Feathers um, helpfully provided his pronouns. Thank you. Um, And he says he thinks that always having windswept hair that intensifies in dramatic moments would be pretty fun. Um, So overall, he'd amplify his own appearance to be more dramatic. Striking eyes, mischievous smile, rugged or dashing stubble, um, stuff like that. And he thinks it's good that glamour isn't real because he'd get hooked on it. Napalm Eagle says they're fursona, um, but also more seriously, a bird because flying is great. DJ Dufour says it depends on if they have access to other practices, because um, if they do, there are probably lots of better ways to use glamour than just transforming into something Fair. Um, but if they only had access to glamour and no other types of practice, they would probably change sex because gender dysphoria sucks. Um, or they'd change into a giant squid so they can mess with people. Um, these are really fun. And I like always seeing how y'all sometimes are silly and sometimes are serious and sometimes are both. Um, it's always really cool to see what y'all think. Um, and especially when I see names that I don't really recognize either because I have bad memory or because there's new people. Um, So either way, thanks y'all so much. Um, This is always really fun to go through and see what y'all have said. All right. So this leads us to our discussion question, um, which I do have to say, I like the one that you've written down. Okay. I thought it was somewhat relevant. I, Oh, there was also the toddler one. Yeah. Um, But I feel like you talked about boots a lot. So, okay. You know, let's go with it. Okay, so um, our discussion question for this week is, if you were to compare yourself to a piece of clothing, what would it be and why? <laughs> um, are, you, are you boots that the, you know, the warmth is leaching out of? I really hope not. <laughs> but whatever you Hopefully feel. Hopefully not. Whatever you're feeling at this time. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Right now... I'm not creative enough to come up with one right now. Maybe when we go over the discussion question, I will talk. I'll I'll come up with one, but not right now, at least. (laughs) Yeah, same. This feels kind of tricky, but also y'all like the, I don't know. I'm expecting some like, yeah. I mean, no offense. Not so. I don't feel like that's offensive, but like, you know, (laughs) you guys like weird, weird stuff. So it'll be fine. (laughs) Y'all are very creative. Yes. That's a, that's a better way to say that. (laughs) Um, still accurate, but <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends and leave a rating and review to support our podcast. Become a Patreon at patreon.com slash doof media. You can also check out our website at doofmedia.com to learn all about the cool shows on the doof network. If you'd like to support wild Bo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wild You can follow the pod on Twitter at pale comparison or send us an email at pale in comparison pod at gmail.com keep an eye out for our reddit thread in r slash parahumans where you can answer our discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode in addition if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker 
Also, don't forget our fan art contest that is due Friday, July 30th. Um, the theme, once again, is siblings. And you can find out all the information for that at doofmedia.com um, or in the link below. Get artsy. Woo! <laughs> all right. This week's fun fact. A duck is named after the verb, not the other way around. This is because a duck ducks its head under the water to feed. It's like my mind is blown right now. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm here for, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye.